This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I got a special product for my cannabis love in kings and queens. If you love a good pre-roll, a joint, you have that fresh cannabis, we want to make sure it's staying fresh. And so I'm thankful to have Integra Specialty Products here at the Low Life Podcast. Brings you plant-based solutions for top-tier cannabis storage and packaging with two-day humidity control packs. Ensure the freshness, potency, and quality of your cannabis with Boost plant-based solutions that only puts in pure water vapor into your dried-out buds. Ideal for flour, pre-roll, edibles, they offer harmonious balance of convenience and freshness. For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code LOWLIFE at checkout for 15% off your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com. Hola, bienvenidos, buongiorno. Welcome to an all-new episode of the Low Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lo Von Rumpf. And I'm so happy to be here with you today. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, the gays are twerking. I'm over here working, and uh, it's a great time to be alive. I love me some summer, and I hope you're having a great day, a beautiful week. And if you're not, don't you worry, boo-boo. Don't stress. You've come to the right place. Got a great show in store for you today about to turn that frown upside down. Before we get into today's special show, though, let me just give you an update. This is an update that nobody has asked for. Literally not one single soul (laughs) is asking about this, but I'm about to give you an update on my pits. All right, so last week I mentioned smelling like a dirty turtle cage because I was using an all-natural deodorant. I got rid of the cancer stick. I'm not using my pure spice. No, pure spice. Pure sport. But the all-natural is not working for me, and I'm very sensitive to smell, and I'm just not happy being stinky. Didn't realize my low-lifers were so well-informed, very knowledgeable about armpits. I was like, damn, you guys know a lot. So you came through and messaged me on the gram, um, style LVR, S-T-Y-L-E, LVR. A lot of you slid into my DMs, and I learned a lot. Learned that uh, it takes a few weeks for this to work. It's a little bit of a journey I'm going on right now. Didn't know that I have to detox my pits since I've been putting like aluminum and chemicals on my armpits for over a decade, switching to an all natural chemical free route. It's a bit of a transition for the pits. Um, So I'm detoxing them. So yeah, I learned that, which I'm glad I learned because I'm in it to win it. Sign me up because once the actual detoxification is done, then the all-natural deodorants will actually start to work. So anyway, I learned that, which is great. And then also got some incredible recommendations. So many of you guys uh, let me know what natural deodorant works best for you. And a lot of you have been through that like uncomfortable phase of stinking. Uh, So you gave me some great recs for summer. I'm going to hit you with some of those. I'm going to give you some of those recommendations because if you're listening to this and you're in the same boat as me and your pits are smelling like a sewer in Kuwait, I'll just stick it out a little bit longer. Help us on the way. And uh, here are some brands that will actually be a game changer for you. Okay, so first one up that you guys loved was Native. Um, N-A-T-I-V-E. That was highly recommended by a lot of people. That one's found on Amazon. Elliot actually recommended that one to me too. He uses that and I ordered that on Amazon. Next one is Kompari. K-O-M-P-A-R-I. It's a coconut deodorant. 
So many of you queens love Campari and Kings. So I ordered that too. I actually ordered three deodorants. But then there's Schmitz, which also I got about 100 people that were like, Schmitz is where it's at. Incredible. Uh, and last but not least, this is the one I splurged on. It's called Crystal. That's the name of the brand, Crystal Deodorant. I ordered that one because one of my listeners was like, I'm obsessed with Crystal Deodorant because it has the best smell and it's also the most hydrating. I was like, oh, and then I just liked that it had cucumber, mint and magnesium. And I'm like, ooh, fancy schmancy. And it's like 20 bucks for one stick, which again, the other ones are like 12 to $15 range. This one's a little pricier, but you know, sometimes you just got to treat yourself. I thought it's my birthday. Why not treat myself to a fancy deodorant? So anyway, there's that. I'm actually recording this episode the 29th, which is uh, Tuesday because my birthday is Wednesday the 30th. And well, this episode comes out Thursday, July 1st. So I was going to make this episode like a special birthday edition type episode. But the more I thought about it, I was like, hold on, low pump the brakes. It's 4th of July weekend. Well, for my American listeners, it is, uh, which is a long weekend. So I thought, why not do like a special barbecue, get people in the mood for 4th of July type episode? <laughs> you know, like that could be fun. And then next week, I'll do a special birthday low life appreciation episode um, that's going to be a solo mission. And uh, I can't wait for that one. It's going to be filled with everything you love, some confessions, uh, some life lessons. And of course, I'll do some giveaways. Uh, that's going to be fun. Okay, so back to today's episode, though. I thought, who better to celebrate all that America has to offer than a little British biscuit of love, my future ex-husband, Mr. Elliot Knight. So I went over to his place and uh, we were talking about barbecuing. Uh, there's some vegan options in there too, which is great. Uh, we also talked about American treasure, Miss Tina Turner, and we watched the documentary together and I'm obsessed with it. So good. Uh, so we touch on that. And then of course we had to bring up the queen of pop, America's sweetheart, Miss Britney Spears. She's going through so much right now. It's such a hot topic. And uh, I listened to her testimony and I was like, God, heavy stuff. My God, she's going through a lot. And we play a little of the, the testimony in this episode. You'll hear a little snippet of that. But it was crazy because she sounds completely different in the recording. It's like Britney taking charge. She's not holding back. And I'm so happy that her voice is being heard. Oh, thank God. I mean, she's not putting up with people taking advantage of her, using her anymore. I mean, her family has been putting her through the ringer and she's had enough of it. And she's speaking up and it's very inspiring. And I'm so happy to see that she's doing that. Like, good for her. We're all rooting for you, Brittany. Uh, so without further ado, let's jump into today's very special show. So I wanted to bring you back, Elliot, for a very important reason. Yes, my love. Because we're celebrating the birth of America. <sighs> Los Estados Unidos. It's the 4th of July coming oh. up. People are taking off work early usually. I mean, not Canadians, but no. But here in America, this is a big one. 4th of July weekend. Sure is. What are you doing uh, for 4th of July weekend? Nothing. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, well... Elliot, I know how you feel about America. You love it. I love America home so much. Home of the much. free, home of the brave. Well. Home of opportunity. Sure. Lots of it. Hey, I'm here for that, and it's going great. So I thought because it is um, America's birthday. Is that 4th of July America's birthday? 
Googling it. I mean, in a way, it's Independence Day, so it's the day celebrating America gaining its independence as its own nation. So sure. The passage of the Declaration of Independence by the Continental Congress on July 4th, 1776. The Declaration announced the political separation of the 13 North American colonies from Great Britain. There you go. Adios, UK. And do you know what? Good for you. I, I will celebrate that with you. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Hair thinning impacts a lot of us. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. I've been recommending it to my friends and family. I take it. My mama, the queen takes it. Queen, you love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I recommend it to my hairstylist. I recommend my sister-in-law and even my niece. We range in age from like 22 to 67. They're loving it. Yeah, they are. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Oh, I love it. It's amazing. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LOWLIFE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LOWLIFE. When are you going back to the UK? Never! <laughs> they won't let me back at the moment. Really? That's not true. Uh, they're a bit, I'm being encouraged to remain here in the safety of Los Angeles, California, USA, until there's no more COVID in the world. Oh. Or else I might not I've be had a couple friends go back again. to the UK, though. I know. I'm not being allowed. When I say allowed, I don't mean like Britney. I mean like my team just doesn't. <laughs> Whoa, too soon. <laughs> oh, my God, too It's literally not even finished. Soon. It's happening. Oh, as we speak. I hope you talk about that when it's all done. Or as it's happening. Or right now. Is that where we're going to go? Oh, my God. I mean, there's not much more American than Britney. You're right about that. Such a global icon. Okay, we're going to hit it with a Hit Me Baby One More Time, <gasps> Britney Spears segment. Hit it. Give me a sign. Hit me baby one more time. I think we should talk about Britney because you're right. She is a slice of American pie. She's maybe the slice, honestly. The biggest our generation. Slice. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen Britney once live. I went with my friend Ivana Lynch for her birthday. Yes, <gasps> Harry Potter reference. Harry Potter. And she's, I mean, fighting for survival right now. I don't know. I think a lot of the struggles that Britney has gone through in her career mirror a lot of just how America's going at the time. Oh, yeah. interesting. It's reflecting what's happening. Well, look at the last couple of years. It's not been great. It's not been a highlight reel in no. the U.S. of A. Look at how people are going nuts, though. Being under lockdown for the last year, two years, we'll say. Yeah. Year and a half. Year and a half of lockdown. That's right. Right. Here in the States. People hate it. Hate it. Hate their freedoms being taken away because it's land of the free. And now everyone's caged up and they hate it. Don't know what to do. Let's add 13 years of that. And we're talking Britney Spears' situation. Yeah. I think it's more of a human rights issue, actually. Yes. The conservatorship that she's in that her father is in control of her entire life. And I think from a testimony today, she was basically saying how she just, it's traumatized by it. You, did you listen to the court? I, I watched news clips of it. 
I don't know if anyone was actually allowed to listen live to Brittany because she appeared over Zoom. She wasn't there in person. But I the courthouse is. I listened to the leaked audio down the street. What? Yeah. Ha- well, I got sources. Ooh, podcast privileges. Yeah, not really. It has like <laughs> over 10 million listens already. Oh. Um, oh, no. It makes me sad. It was leaked. And oh, we're oh. about to play it here. Oh, no. It's been a long time since I've owned my money, and it's my wish and my dream for all of this to end without being tested. Again, it makes no sense whatsoever for the state of California to sit back and literally watch me with their own two eyes make a living for so many people and pay so many people trucks and buses on tour on the road with me and be told I'm not good enough, but I'm great at what I do. And I allow these people to control what I do, ma'am, and it's enough. It makes no sense at all. Now, going forward, I'm not willing to meet or see anyone I've met with enough people against my will. I'm done. All I want is to own my money for this to end and my boyfriend um, to drive me in his car. And I would honestly like to sue my family, to be totally honest with you. Um, I also would like to be able to share my story with the world and um, what they did to me instead of it being a hush-hush secret to benefit all of them. Listening to Britney Spears talk about her conservatorship and all the PTSD that she's going through as she speaks. Oh, it's heartbreaking. It really is. Yeah. Terrible what's going on with her. Her dad's a monster. Yes. What it sounds like from what she's saying and how she's what she's experienced. I wonder if when this first happened. If he had good intention going into it originally, we're talking 13 years ago, and then it just became this horrible uh, situation, which he's again responsible for. I'm not saying he's not completely culpable for this, but um, but it went in with good intention and then ended up being something terrible. And he benefited off of a lot of people have been benefiting off of her demise, her being locked up. It's really well. Terrible. You know, on top of that, I think the truth of it is a lot of people in general like the the world consumers of entertainment have been benefiting off of things that have been traumatizing for Britney Spears yeah. for almost her entire career, especially the, the free Britney documentary on, uh, I think the New York times Hulu series. Yes. That episode, when you see it just documented how this mental health crisis, this young woman, this young mother is going through and is not met with any support. Really? It's all just entertainment, entertainment, entertainment. She swallowed up. And so other people can have a good laugh or something to talk about. I mean, kind of even this now, everyone's going to be wanting to talk about it. And now I think there's more valuable conversations that are being had. But it's still just so upsetting to think that for some people, this is still only going to be entertainment. And a real human is continuing to suffer Yeah, in broad daylight. And even saying that and having to still convince people to say it's okay for her to not have to suffer anymore. It's just so messed up. Yeah. I just think that she's literally 20 minutes away from us in Calabasas. Yep. Miserable. I know. And yet, you know. I really pray that this judge pulls through and just ends the conservatorship. But part of it is she doesn't want to have any sort of mental evaluation, which would be required by the state in order for her to have the conservatorship lifted. Right. It's because she's been through hell. And that evaluation could take months Oh, what? Of, of tests. And it's not just like a one friggin' Scantron. It's like a whole thing of, of doctors and But what's interesting about tests. that is surely for a conservatorship to stay in place, I am assuming 
wouldn't they need to legally be able to justify why that conservatorship needs to continue by giving her regular evaluations? Because if they've just evaluated her once in the beginning, say... No, no, they've been doing uh, constant evaluations, but she's saying... And that's what's been difficult and traumatizing for her? Yeah. And she's saying that her therapist abused her, and the facility that they chose was a very public one in Westlake. Um, So she was surrounded by paparazzi constantly. Oh. Um, And, you know, they were putting her on antipsychotics and things, and it was just bad all the way around. Nothing was for her. I just feel like... Like this pop star that we've all grown up with, this especially for millennials, like Britney Spears is a freaking national treasure. Well, do you know what is kind of poignant and relevant? Hmm. She is in many ways the American dream. Yeah. And I think it's been easy to look at that and see something to celebrate and for all other nations to be in awe of, look at this product this export that america has birthed but now we are seeing so much more of the reality of it that was true that whole time as well no i think there's a lot to like look at and really think about there what is the impact of the way that we go about success and achieving our dreams and the things that we celebrate how does that actually impact real human beings and for what cost and is it worth it and who benefits not worth it cost is everything and i mean what magazines literally the media benefits some clickbait some something clickbait to talk moment. about that day everybody in her life managers piece <laughs> of shit sorry i'm so upset feelings of strength but also <laughs> That's how I want to celebrate and honor her because what an absolute icon. And even I in the UK, like most people in the world around our age, grew up with Britney. Did you grow up listening to her music? Yeah. Are you, do you know? Are you, do I know? Am I familiar? Please finish that <laughs> sentence. Well, I'd love it. I'm, I just don't know at this point, Elliot. I don't, don't know what to expect from you thrown <laughs> some freaking curveballs my way no i did i remember listening to britney at a roller disco in my primary school with the like the early the christina genie in a bottle and yes a discotheque a little disco oh yeah we rollerblade oh cute yes around in a circle and a rolling rink oh what it's a rolling rink here in America. Oh. Yeah, we go to the rolling rink, or you call it the rolling disco. Oh, cute. Yeah, so, rolling same disco. Same difference. Okay, there we go. Britney is an icon. I was going to say, yes, hit me, baby. Everything. Even into like 2012 and um, End of the World. What was that song called? Till the, Til the World, world ends. ends. Oh, June. I yeah, was in incredible. every club throughout the world just smashing it yeah. out. No, she's amazing. I hope that they end up ending the conservatorship. And she's able to live her free life. And she can't even have a baby, Elliot. They haven't, did you know that? Yeah. They have an yeah, IUD inside her. It's just disgusting. I mean, everything. Wh- whatever your intentions are, I'm not going to claim to know the intentions or the level of care of her dad, for example, or any of that. I don't know if any of us can know the true reality unless we're those people or directly involved in the situation. So I don't want to comment on that. But, well, I mean, when you're manipulating someone's life freedoms in that way, I mean, it's very similar to conversations about, say, women's reproductive rights. Absolutely. I just don't understand. Have whatever opinions you want to have. But at the end of the day, 
You live by your values. Don't force your values onto other people's lives when they're making choices that do not affect or have anything to do with you. What she gets to have a child if that's what she wants to do. And then what's the loss for you? You get to not make as much money that year because she's great. It's her life. She's not living it for you. Money is truly a root of all evil. America. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I guess we'll just see what happens. And it's everyone is captivated by this story. Uh, it's on every major news outlet. It's like a big deal right now. And I'm glad it's a big deal because I think in the past, should be. we've seen how, and I'm not going to claim I've been engaged with this, this issue this whole time. I haven't. I've been living my life and all the things are happening with yeah. that too. But being aware of it now, seeing how much of a joke she's been treated as and what she's been going through is just, entertainment and nothing more it's just gossip i am really glad that now it's part of a much more uh serious narrative and mm -hmm. media attention because it should be and it's also a comment on the media as well especially in this country and paparazzi culture and the impact that can have and i think that's something that is going to heat up after whatever happens with this conservatorship happens absolutely the free press and media, it's important, but I've been seeing a backlash to magazines like Us Weekly and In Touch who dragged this poor queen for years. I mean, they were calling Britney crazy, unfit to be a mother, constantly talking about how she's off the rails, both physically and mentally. And now consumers, us, the readers, they're saying, stop. Like, we've had enough. You have been contributing to the problem for years. So the best thing we can do in this situation is, one, to not support those publications. If you don't see something you like, don't buy it. And then also calling them out, which is easy to do these days um, through social media. That's one of the benefits, I guess, of social media is you can call people out for that sort of thing because it is just wrong and just shitty and does nothing good for society. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think people are just kind of sick of that shit. Okay, so I want to take a, an opportunity to get <laughs> three things that you love about America mm. because people are going out, they're barbecuing delicious hot dogs, nope. hamburgers, not that one, a Kobe steak burger, Whom? put some cheddar on that, throw a couple pieces of hickory bacon on there, brioche bun, Kobe, Kobe steak, Kobe beef, Kobe. Yeah. Who's Kobe? K-O-B-E. Kobe. It's a Bryant. style of meat. Kobe. Kobe. Kobe Bryant. What? I don't understand. Why is it called Kobe? I don't. We're not eating Kobe Bryant burgers. <laughs> no, I you just monster. I've never heard K O B E used before, apart from his name. Oh, well, you get about to show me a pile of meat. Okay, so Kobe beef okay. is a beef from Tahima strain of the Japanese black cattle, raised in up. Japan's Hyugo. Prefect, I can't speak. I don't know why I have a podcast if I can't even read these big words. Kobe Beef Marketing and Distribution Association. The meat is a delicacy valued for its flavor, its tenderness, its fatty, well marbled texture. It's one of the more high end meats, high grade. And uh, yeah, it's popular in Japan. It's delicious. Well, that's I'm going to be having some Kobe steak burgers. Hey, it. hey it. no burgers for me. Thank you. Next. All right, that's off the list. Give me a pea burger. 
<laughs> That's right. <laughs> Delish. <laughs> what do you like to have at barbecue, Elliot? What are you eating at your dream summer barbecue? You're hosting a barbecue okay. for the 4th of July. All right. And you're, you're inviting some friends over. I have done this before. Really? Yeah. I believe it or not. I missed that invite, but. I, oh. That's okay. Oh, I didn't know you then. It's oh. 2014. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is the last time I celebrated 4th of July. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but it's the memorable What one. did you serve at your 4th of July barbecue? Uh, St. Ives hot dogs. St. Ives. Oh, like the apricot scrub? St. Ives Eve's. No, it's different. It's a different brand. It's a food brand. Maybe it's not Saint. I know that what that is, it's not that. That's not food. Yeah, that's a really bad exfoliant for your skin. But um, you ended up serving. <laughs> oh, so it's a vegan dog. Yeah, it's a vegan dog. Okay, I'm cool with Looks that. Looks like pink plastic, but it tastes fine. Does it taste like a hot dog? Sure. Have you ever had a hot dog? Yeah, I've had hot dogs okay. in the past. Yeah, yeah, Okay. It, it was a good enough alternative for that moment. What are you putting on your wiener? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Just a raw wiener. I don't need anything. No. No. Are you kidding me? Just dry and ready. No, it's not. 1,000%. You don't put anything on your hot dog? What do I need? Mustard. Ketchup. No. Bacon. Bacon? Oh, my God. Bacon? I'm sorry, but a bacon-wrapped hot dog hits different. What is the point of having just like some kind of, and I don't endorse any of this myself, don't eat meat, mincing up whatever, sticking it in a little sausage sack, and then just slicing it up and crisping it to put it on top of that. Just a little murder burger. Oh, it's so good. No! Street meat. They what, have it in what LA. Is street meat? Uh, typically, depends on what street you're getting the meat. Okay. But here in Los Angeles, street meat typically is either like tacos al pastor. Great. Uh, which is delicious. Scratch that. Three things you're serving at your um, barbecue. Three you got things vegan barbecue. wieners. Dry. Sure. Vegan wieners dry. What else are you serving at the barbecue? This is all food? Sure. Okay. Um, yeah, just food items. Okay. What, let me think. You're entertaining, so I'm just curious. What are you going to have? Okay, I'm doing one right now. I'm going to smell. Oh, I would definitely. I would, I'd have to chuck an Impossible or Beyond Burger on there. I just would. Yeah, I, I actually enjoy them. Yeah, they're pretty fun. Okay. And I feel like... Any toppings would... for the burgers, though? Well, well, you're obsessed with the topping. How... Do you just have plain stuff? When the burg is good enough, it doesn't need the toppings. No lettuce? Lettuce I would do. Okay, if I had toppings, it would be lettuce, some tomato, gorge. Oh, I tell you what I won't have ever that you're obsessed with, and it's my least favorite thing about you. I'm sorry. <gasps> Pickles. Oh, my. Disgusting. <laughs> oh, when I order any kind of burger, like veggie grill, I love a little quick burger moment from them. Yeah. And I'm like, no pickles. And there's really? pickles on it. Oh, I'm furious. I hate it. I actually agree with you. I think pickles are called gherkins in the UK, or a gherkin is something completely different. Oh, but I didn't know that. I don't like either of them. Wow. Um, yeah. Don't like pickles on my burger, unless it's a Clausen pickle. Makes no sense. What's that? Oh, Clausen pickle, Elliot. Mm. See, I'm not, I'm not just your run-of-the-mill pickle type person. I only love Clausen pickles. That's I eat jars of them mm. a week. Oh. I've probably gone through at least 12 pickles today. Ew, I, what? Oh. <laughs> no, I, I do love me a pickle, though. Um, a Clausen one. But they're specific. They're in the refrigerator aisle only. I don't know. They just have a different flavor to them. I don't like sweet ones. 
I'll have a spicy pickle once in a while, but Kloss and pickles, you might love them because they taste like no. they have like a salt and vinegary type flavor. No, mm. I will. If we ever try foods that I hate, I will. We can add pickle to the list. A uh, thousand percent. I already know what's going to be. You're definitely going to have a Kloss and pickle. I don't think there's going to be one. If there is one thing that I try that I like, you've won. Because I really don't think there will be. And I will be completely honest. Fair. You're going into it with an open mind. Absolutely. Like I liked your vegan nugget. There we go. You liked my vegan nugget. I hated the other one. And that's okay. But one of them had a lot of flavor. I'm a flavor person. You are a flavor person. Oh, and I'm not. That's why I don't like most sauces. Don't. I don't want it. Wow. I don't want your secret sauce. Why is it a secret? Oh, like the in and out secret sauce? I don't know. I hate it. Yeah, I'm not doing but it. But I love, Fra- that's another thing you're going to try, Frank's Red Hot Sauce. Yes, I'll do some hot sauce, sure. Mm. Elliot, I want to know just one thing you love about America. I'd love Let- to. Crickets. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Look, there's just so many things. I want to make sure that I uh, pick the right one. <laughs> I know. I tell you what I personally like about America. Oh, shit. And it's one of the main reasons I'm here. America as a nation is not afraid to dream big and believes in its ability to achieve those dreams. And I think that's a really amazing quality and energy to be around. I, I grew up as like an introvert. I am, am an introvert at heart. But when you have a dream and a passion that you're connected to and you are so driven to achieve in that space, environment plays a big role in how confidently you can get to your destination or not. And I found at times, sometimes at home in the UK, it's such an apologetic vibe all the time. You apologize just for existing. Yeah. You shouldn't dare to dream too big outside of the box that other people are comfortable with. That's such a thing. And while it can be quite cute and dainty, I have bigger dreams than that. And this is an incredible place, one of the only incredible places to be able to freely pursue the things that you care about, dare to dream big, and move to a greater place in your life. And I think that's amazing. Oh my God. Don't you dare ask me for another thing. No. <laughs> that's beautiful, Elliot. It's true. Happy July 4th, everyone. Happy, yeah, 4th of July. I'm so sorry. Happy 4th of July. Amen. God bless America. America. Okay, well, America, land of the home, land of the free, land of the brave, all that shit. (laughs) And Elliot loves it. Clearly, that's why he's here in Los Estados Unidos. With you, and you're my third favorite thing. Not in that order, but you're the other thing I didn't say. I was waiting to say it. Oh, Elliot, I'll take that. You're a national treasure and an icon. An American slice of pie is that what it is yeah i'm like a flaming hot cheeto you are and i will eat a whole bag i will said it here no i won't shit all right i want to go into uh the documentary that we watched uh, tina turner oh yeah so let's touch on that a little bit dream So it's a give and take relationship. And me and you. Sure. 50-50 split. Great. 
prenup situation. Oh. So when we go into Eurovision, that's for Elliot, although I enjoyed it thoroughly. Then he did something for me, which was Tina Turner documentary. Oh. Hit it. You watch that. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's something you would have gravitated towards, maybe on your own. I love a documentary. Oh, you do? Okay. And I, I love a Tina moment because as I told you, I thought for a period of time, but my mom was Tina Turner. Like, for real. <laughs> <laughs> she told me that. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. What? Your biological mother yes. told you, I'm not your real mom. Your mother Ooh, is okay. Tina Turner. <laughs> no. no, she told me she was... Tina Turner. So we were in a, a store and they're all the Does she look papers. like Tina Turner? I mean, sure. Yeah. She I mean, kind of. She had the big wig on. She would look like her for sure. And we were, we were in a store one day looking at all these newspapers. And I think Tina had just performed in Birmingham, which is where I'm from in the UK. And so she was on the front page of all these newspapers. And uh, we went up to her. My mom pointed at the picture of Tina Turner on the paper. And she said, she whispered in my ear. She went, that was me. That's what I did last night. And she told me when I went to sleep and went to bed, oh. she then went out and performed. And I believed her. Rude. I thought my mom was Tina Turner for a considerable amount of time of my childhood. <laughs> She's not. And as you got older, you're like, oh, my mom was playing me. Oh, yeah. I think, well, I then thought that she was another music artist too. She had a thing with that. I don't know. There's someone called Sonique who she kind of looked like for a minute when she shaved her head. And I was like, that's you, mom. I, I don't know. She's living her fantasies. I love Tina Turner. And I did you grow up with her music? Yes. So your mom obviously was a big fan. Yes. And you grew up in a child of the 80s. We're the same age. Mm. 90s? Yeah. There it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> Tina was big in the 80s and 90s and yes. 60s and 70s. She kept going. If you're not, okay, so I asked on Instagram, the low lifers, I told everyone that I was watching the Tina Turner documentary and I love to do polls and that you guys actually click on them. It's kind of like my research for what I'm doing for podcasts. So thanks for participating in those because I actually pay attention to it. Uh, so I asked everyone of all of my followers, you vote and let me know if you've seen Eurovision. And I'd say 90% of my uh, followers slash listeners didn't know what Eurovision was. That makes sense. And they're like, nope, sorry. But there was like, you know, about 400 people who knew what it was. But like most, 90%, nope. Oh, well, you're welcome. Then I asked, have you guys seen the Tina Turner documentary on HBO? And it came out like two, no, three months ago. Mm. And uh, like, I think 90% was like, no. <gasps> so, uh. I know. But here's the thing. If you're not a Tina Turner fan... What Run. happened in your life? Yeah. Yeah, really. Let's Get talk about your past trauma because <laughs> there's a situation that needs to be addressed because she's an incredible artist and I grew up with her music as you did. And I was very familiar with her story. Uh, and I, I, there was a book about her that I read. I watched the movies. I've watched every documentary. Mm -hmm. There's like many docs that have come out throughout the years that she didn't approve. They just, she has a very fascinating life. Uh, she came from cotton fields to the stage and had a very tumultuous road to get there. And my Nana was obsessed, just like your mom, with Tina Turner. Dresses her every year for Halloween, wigs and all. Ugh. And I have videos. Oh, God, I should share the videos. Maybe <gasps> for this podcast, I will. Yes. Of my, putting on my Nana's Tina Turner wigs. 
and doing like private dancer. What's love got to do with it? No. And performing live. Oh, yeah. I need to see it. I do Tina, and then I would go into Selena, bitty bitty bomb bomb, <laughs> and then end it with Janet, Rhythm Nation. What are you I put on about? a whole show for my no. family, and they'd have to sit there for hours. Oh, I need to and see. And just watch me perform. <laughs> Share a with young people. Conchita. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I loved it. So I was obsessed with Tina, and then as I got older, the obsession continued, and then I got to see her perform live twice. Uh, and it was incredible. And I had seen her, so my nana loved her. And I now I understand why, because well, one, her music, um, it really resonated to my nana's life, which maybe your mom found that too. Oh, maybe. I don't know if there was any parallels. I know your mom got divorced, mm-hmm. but it was a like a painful divorce or a tough relationship, or or maybe I don't know. I just think that. To see a woman in her like 30s, 40s, 50s killing it Mm. was something, especially for that time, very notable and very, it was incredible. You're right. Very inspiring. Very inspiring. So I know that my Nana loved her story and, uh, you know, had come from an abusive relationship. So then when I went to her concert, it, my Nana had died and I was 20, wait, when do, I'm trying to remember the exact, oh, I was 21 years old when my Nana died. And then I went to see her, Tina, in concert, like not too long after that. Mm. Wasn't a good idea. I was like oh, fresh no. on the grieving train. Oh. I had a meltdown <gasps> at Tina because I was like, Nana, is that you on stage? <laughs> <laughs> I went with like one of my friends who loved Tina too, and and she's just like simply the best. Like, and I'm she looks at me and I'm just sobbing oh. my eyes out. It was just too much for me oh, because no. like anytime I see Tina Turner, it's like automatic flashbacks of every mo- moment I had with my Nana. Because mm. when I tell you it was a fixture in the house, the car cleaning every time I had with her Tina was always playing she wow. loved the music and dressed like her in her normal life like wore wigs it was crazy so that being said I was really excited for the documentary I didn't cry though watching it this time you I didn't was, no held it back I was ready a little yeah. cup ready <laughs> I wanted some more works but I will say well there were takeaways for you takeaways for me but what do you think about the Tina Turner doc what would you rate it let's do a scale of uh, one being uh, Geely starring Jennifer Lopez, Ben Affleck, Tanked, didn't do well. Okay. Conchita being, winning Eurovision. Conchita winning Eurovision. That's or my 10. let's do The Notebook. Let's we hated do that. a film. It's oh, a beautiful film. You know me so well. It's great. Woof. Okay. Uh, oh, no. Okay. I was just going to give it a 10, but okay. <laughs> well, I was going to say six. Oh, oh no. no and that's today's episode. <laughs> But you know what? But I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Lola looks like he's gonna kill me. Gonna... No, here's the thing. It it, it... a six is a sixty percent, like which is not speak. even a passing grade. That's a D. That's summer That's school. Not a D. Sixty percent. That's sixty percent is a D. Yeah. No. I think a seven is seventy percent, which is a C. Eight eighty percent. Nine, 90, and 10 is an A+. Plus what plus. are you talking about? I don't know. It's just my rating system in my head. <laughs> That's, That's how I rate works. in my brain. No, I love... Okay, here's the thing. What was in it, I found fascinating because I didn't know that much about Tina. Yeah. So much, and so much... Oh, it's dark. Like, she, she got yeah. through stuff. She really got through stuff. And not just her 
rising like a phoenix can she averse but actually like in terms of her career but getting out of the 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 personal situation she was in the relationship struggles oh for those of you who don't know what we're referring to ike turner her husband and really gave her the start to her career with ike and tina and named her tina gave her the name right sure did Mm. beat the living hell out of her was a monster disgusting man creatively he was gifted. Yeah, renowned for what his uh, talent. Musician-wise mm. and stuff, uh, composer-wise, but producer too. But what a monster. I like though what she said, though, because she said she hated Ike Turner, of course, for years. And when I say, like, abuse, this guy, I mean, it went to such a dark place. He mm. almost killed her several times. Yeah. It was really, really bad. If you haven't seen the movie What's Love Got to Do With It, starring the incredible Angela Bassett. Woof. She does a really good Tina in that one. And it really put Tina's story on the map. And that was like in the 90s. That was, Angela was like killing it that year. She had uh, Stella got her groove back. Did you watch that? I don't think I've seen any of what? the movies. I'm from the UK. I'm sorry. Angela's not there. What? It's different. Eurovi- I was Diggs. watching Eurovision. Ugh, Tay Diggs is such a beautiful man. See, in that? Yeah, okay. he's the one who got Stella's groove back. Oh, Stella. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, watch. Stella's. Okay, we're going to do a Tantula <gasps> Bassett night. Yeah. Ooh. I yeah. know. So yeah. it was great. Um, Ending in Black Panther. Yeah. Have you seen Black Panther? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Missed it. Whoa. Sorry. All right. Well, too... that's my one contribution to Angela Bassett night. Was she in Black Panther? Oh, correct. she was. Mm-hmm. She was. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, but anyway, Angela killed it in the role. And it's interesting to see how Tina, who would loathe and hate someone who really hurt her and her children and her family, just was a monster. Mm. But towards the end of, well, not the end of, I guess the end of his life. Yeah, she said when he died. When he died. Tina Turner's still alive, by the way. Oh. For the listeners who don't know that. <laughs> Elliot included. Well, I didn't know. I had not heard from her in a minute. <laughs> Is Tina still kicking? Still got it right or no? I don't know. Shit, I'm like, yes, she's still. She is with that big ass ring on her finger. Big ass ring, living in a castle in Switzerland. She basically said that she forgave him and looked at him as, which is very true, as a very troubled, ill person, ill, sickly human Mm. who was gifted in some ways, but very sick in other ways. And that's why they had a very yeah. tumultuous, dysfunctional, he, he unhealthy had struggles he didn't know how to deal with, and so he took them out on her. A lot her, of like, a lot of it. demons yeah. that he had inside him. So anyway, the one thing that I loved from the documentary was, and I don't know if you do this, Elliot. Mm. I don't know, but I sure do. Is I'm 31 years old, and I'm so hard on myself in regards to uh, where I should be in my life, career wise, okay. mm-hmm. and I'm like. I try not to be like that, but I'm, I could be my own worst critic at times. I'm really hard on myself and I try not to be, but I, I say, stop low, like negative self-talk does nothing but hurt you in the long run. That's why anything that anyone could tell me that could be negative. I'm like, it does nothing to me. People will say like, how are you not affected by that? Mm. I'm like, cause I'm doing worse to myself. Like <laughs> you should see what I say to myself. Mm. I've gotten better with time you know, as I get older, but I am hard on myself. And I know a lot of people are the same. That being said, I always think like, I'm 31, like, I want to be at a certain place financially, or whether it be like being a homeowner or things like that. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, I set like, try and set goals for myself. And I do want to be able to take care of my parents. That's very important to me. I will never put my parents in any sort of like nursing home. No chance. 
Are they you? don't want that. Oh my god! Absolutely never. Okay. No. Also, it's. I think that's more like a Western culture thing mm. because like Hispanics, they don't do that. Not to my knowledge. Like you, it's very communal. Like right. families stick together. You and, take care of the family. Yeah. The, the matriarch of the family lives with the children always, you know, and it grows, grows, grows and continues that way, which I'm so down for. I want like a house for everyone. Whoever wants to live there can live there. So that being said, uh, being hard on yourself early on, began for me you know when i was like 20 and i'm like i should be making more 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 and like just pounding the pavement no pressure from my family by the way this is just solely putting pressure on myself when you were 20 yeah absolutely wow you're just starting adult life yeah but i was like i should be getting ready for retirement i know it's so bad so anyway i watched the tina documentary and i saw someone who was very successful in the 60s and 70s with ike and tina and then she left him with and literally left with nothing. Yeah, she got nothing from the divorce settlement. No, she he beat her one last time. Mm-hmm. And that was her last moment. She packed her bag and never looked back and like went into hiding and then got an attorney, filed for divorce, and didn't get a dime out of it. And she had hundreds of thousands of dollars, I'm sure millions at stake at that point. Yeah. Didn't touch any of it, had children mm. with him. Yeah. Took the kids, took no money, and just took all she asked for was her name. Mm. That's all she had was her name, Tina, because he owned that too, because he gave it to her. Like yeah. that was her show name. Her real name was like Anne. That's right. Anna or Anne. Anne Burroughs or something. Bullock or Burroughs or something like that. Bullock. Anyway, yeah. Anne Bullocks. So she took Tina and that's it. But then she's now this 37 year old performer who is not with a label, doesn't have a manager anymore because Ike did everything. How scary. How scary. And to have to rebrand yourself completely because people know you as this like cabaret, powerful act. Well, and I remember watching her, well, not when it was happening, but um, like the Brady Bunch special when they Mm. had a show and she did a lot of disco stuff and and like very Vegas-y, glitz, glam. She performed a lot with Cher and stuff like that. Olivia Newton-John. Yes. So random. Yeah. She was like a backup singer for Olivia Newton-John, oh right? Oh my God, yes. What, how does that make I sense? know. I mean, I love Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, no shade. But like- But that does make sense. Tina got the pipes. I mean, I guess Tina got hers in the end because she is so celebrated. Oh, but she didn't have her hit until she got in her, I think she was like, 40 something years old. That's so amazing. And then came back strong in the 80s and had a incredible selling out arenas. And I just think that goes to show that it doesn't matter what age you are. Like, do you ever feel that? Like you're an actor Mm. in this industry. I mean, you've had a lot of success. You do well for yourself, but like, are you hard on yourself too? Like, I don't know. I think I make an effort to I enjoy the freedom of flow of what I get to do in the creative industry. And I think you have to let go of the idea of a linear path or structure for uh, your career movement. And that is the joy of what you get to do. So I try to not be too hard on myself, but I'm definitely, you can be disappointed quite easily for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, seeing Tina like kill it in her 40s and 50s and just literally starting fresh from the ground up hustling. A lot of people in the music industry, producers and managers, people in her own camp were saying, you know, Tina, your time has passed. You had your moment with Ike and Tina. So you should just hang up the microphone, especially for someone like her. They were like, you're a middle-aged black female singer. That was big back in the 70s. Disco is dead. 
and your sound, your vibe, your look isn't going to resonate with an audience today. That's what she was told by a lot of people. And boy, were they wrong because her ass was selling out arenas. And I mean, she didn't hit the top of her career until later on this moment, which is incredible. I, it was very inspiring. And I yeah. thought to myself, like, I don't need to make it at 31 or even 32 or 41. Like, I don't know when it's going to happen. It will happen. Stick to the course. And I think it's fine. Everyone has their own timing for everything. Yeah. Who would have thought that would happen to her? Because even in the documentary, if you think about like pop culture now and these artists like the Ariana Grande's talking Katy Perry's Taylor Swift. Who's that new one? Olivia Rodrigo. She's Boom. a little Filipina. Yeah. But they're all like pretty young artists. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's quite a predictable and uh, uh, secure formula for labels to use. It's proven like the, in the Bieber generation, it's like find a kid who's cute and has talent and then invest in that and build it up so that when they're like 23, they're this global superstar and there's still years left in them is one way of looking at it. But you never see someone modern day is like, I mean, it's a very different thing, but Sia was making music for years. Um, Sia Chandelier Sia. Of course. Making music for years before she blew up. And I think she, if I'm not wrong, but in her thirties, forties, yeah. when she just smashed and was on every hit song that was happening. And that's wow. inspiring too. But again, even that is an example of someone who literally is hiding her face because in a way she knows that if she's perceived as being like an older woman, suddenly it's not oh as interesting. Oh my God, older woman. Like I know. She's not at all. She's not at all. But in the industry, like you said, everyone that you see that's popping off is like 12 yeah. to 18 singing about life wisdom and like they've been wronged. Halsey. How old's Halsey? I don't know. She looks like a little fairy nymph. She's probably like 20 something, 22. Yeah, props. I have no, well, actually, I'm going to look it up. I'm so curious to know <gasps> specifics. Uh, let's guess. I want to get okay. 24. That's right. $100. What's your, what are you guessing? All right. You get 22. No, but and then I'm, if it's 23, who wins? Take 23. Okay. <laughs> I feel confident. She's 27 years old. Oh! Scandalous. Wow. Retire. Elderly. <laughs> Love an elderly singer. Oh my God. Ugh. Yeah, back to Tina killing it in her 40s, 50s, and 60s. Ugh. 70s too. Um, simply the best. Simply the best. And that had an impact on you for yourself? Oh, absolutely, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It um, did. Were you not impacted by it, Mr. Six out of Ten? By T Oh, the documentary. Yeah. I, you, no, I was. Were you referring to Halsey? No, no. Uh, I meant yeah, inspired by her, by Tina herself and her trajectory. Oh, yeah. Because I just, I'm like, quit putting a timeline on yourself. And if you're, I yeah. feel like if you're listening to this and you're like, I should be making more, I, you know, I'm behind on the times, especially with social media, it makes yeah. it even worse. I think that's a lot of people, honestly. Everyone, it's, you could, looking left and right, you will always fall. Just keep looking forward. I'm Don't sorry. look left or right. You're going to trip on yourself. Always. Just keep looking forward. I think it's so important. And I don't want to, I don't give a shit about what other stylists are doing or anyone else in my industry. Because anytime I look, I end up feeling bad about myself mm. or I'm hard on myself and the negative self-talk happens. And I'm taking, even if it's just a minute of energy, focus on that and not on what I could be doing to help myself or others in my own community. <sighs> 
it's tough to do, but I'm just saying Tina did it. So I'm going to do it too. Ah! <laughs> and so will you, Elliot. I will. Why did you give it a six out of 10? I don't know. I just, I wanted there to be more in it. First of all, I wanted Tina to be in a better room. I didn't like how they filmed her. <laughs> they filmed her like she was caught on CCTV in her own house. She was right at the bottom of the frame and the camera's up here. You're just looking at her chin and her head. I'm like, oh, these other people are framed by arched marble windows and all this stuff. She was in a beautiful castle being interviewed. Yeah, but not her shot. She was in like the broom cupboard. <laughs> I was no, it's it's important. The things you pick up on in documentaries, there's there's <laughs> this doesn't matter at all. There's this scene because I'm like the content was incredible. He's like really affected me the camera angles. Also, what you it. didn't love, which I didn't even notice, but interesting, was they show at one moment they pan to like her awards room and it's I mean she's oh. won Grammys and Lifetime achievements and it's just so award, much. platinum albums and selling out arenas. I mean Tina is an institution mm. and all of these awards and accolades and Elliot goes. Oh my god! Look how crooked they all are. I can't believe. <laughs> and they would. They couldn't just freaking get a proper Listen, someone to just measure it out. They were zoomed in on this one, and then we're panning out. And the one that they're focusing on is the one that's crooked, <laughs> and not even subtly. Like an earthquake happened and knocked it right off. I'm just like, it's the little things that make the biggest impact for me. So that's it. Shoot Tina better and fix that frame. <laughs> Oh Other than that, a wonderful story. That's why, yeah, that was a solid four points off for me. Other than that, 10 out of 10. <gasps> All right, we'll give it that. This Tina Turner documentary is low life for approved then. Yes, definitely. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Low Life Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. All right, I just got to take a moment. Take a beat and just say gracias. Thank you so much to my low lifers. If you're an OG low lifer, you've been here since day one or you're a new listener, welcome to the Hot Mess Express, Kings and Queens. You are in for a bumpy but delightful ride. <laughs> so buckle up, bitch, because we got some more great shows in store for you. And I just want to let you know that I do not take you for granted as a listener. I know there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, hundreds of new podcasts that launch every single day. So you taking the time to be here and listen to this podcast, it means a lot. And again, I'll never take that for granted. And I appreciate each and every single one of you. So when it comes to supporting podcasts that you love, especially an up and coming little shit show like mine, keeping this one afloat, there are two things that you can do that make a difference. First one is using the sponsor codes. When it comes to this show, you know, I'm very particular about the ads sponsors that I have. I'm not about to sell you some bullshit pies up in here. I want everything I have on the podcast to be something I love, endorse, can stand behind. So that's why I am particular about the ad sponsor moments. But I feel like that's the best route to go in the long run because then you guys know I'm looking out for you and not just trying to get that coin. And of course, the second thing you can do to show your support is to take the time to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Those five-star reviews help tremendously. It plays into the analytics and the algorithm and all that shit. It even helps with sponsors. It makes a big difference. Uh, so you taking the time to do that, thank you so much. And I was thinking, how could I show thanks and gratitude to the lowlifers? A lot of you are writing multiple reviews, and the more, the better. They are so welcomed. And it could be anything and everything. You could leave a dick emoji, throw a couple tamales my way, a unicorn, some rainbows, stars, whatever you want it to be, really, though. Um, you could write a message, but I'm reading each and every single one of them, and, and they're beautiful and thoughtful. And uh, so I was like, what can I do to give some gratitude back to the lowlifers for taking the time to do that? 
Um, of course, my love language is gifts. So when it comes to leaving a review, if you could leave your Instagram handle at the end of your review, that would be awesome. Just boom, drop it there because then I can get your mailing address because I want to do giveaways. And I have so many fun things that I want to give away, whether it be my favorite Amazon finds or hyaluronic acid, some anti-aging serum, a gift card, or I want you to try out a sponsor. I'll be choosing people from the review section on Apple Podcasts. So yeah, make sure if you do leave a review, throw your IG handle in there because you might end up getting a little something, something from the low life gifting suite. So I want to shout out some listeners, read some reviews. And I thought, let's spice things up a bit. Let's bring Elliot Knight in to close out the show, shall we? So here we are, Elliot. Um, I'm wondering if we should read reviews together. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I'm ready. So, yeah, I just wanted to give some shout outs. <laughs> Let's see here. How do you choose these? Like, how, who do you choose? What do you do? Because all I know is everyone loves you. How do you choose? Uh, not this person. So, our first review today. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. No, you know what? Uh, again, we welcome all views here at the Low Life Podcast. And I love that everybody has you know, different opinions and perspectives, and we respect all of them here. Everybody. Uh, there is a listener who gave a three-star review. Oh, it happened. It happened. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. it was a good run. Show's over. Yeah. <laughs> because of that review, now our show has been Shut canceled. Down. Shut down. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, again, I welcome everyone's opinion, but I want to I want to have Elliot read this review. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. I'd be honored. Okay. Well, this world first three-star review. Oh, is this the title? Number 35. That's episode 35 starring Elliot Knight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. Okay. Our friend... There's no name here. Collection of um, characters. The review is this for episode 35. Wow. I normally enjoy your podcast, but this one, not so much. I think that we live in a free country and I am allowed to say whatever I please when I please. Yes. I don't want my words to hurt anyone, but your guest has no caps lock, no right telling America we can't say our feelings. He needs to take a step back and really think about his own actions. He can say how he feels about things, but I can't. Well, that's a confusing review, first of all, I'm it just going to say. But I Let welcome... Sit with that for a moment. The critical thought <laughs> is fantastic, and I encourage it. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what's being referred to. Do you? I do. <gasps> oh, Okay, please. I do. All right. Uh, so, well, Number this is what I this is what I think. And to JCLF73. And um, thank you for the review, by the way, for my part. Anyway, I appreciate you calling me shout out. out. Yeah, to give, shout out to giving you. Giving Elliot a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't appreciate that. Can we still get five stars even though um, you didn't like the episode? Does that count? You know, you like a part. Because the episode was still great. You just didn't and, like that one specific part. And I know. I think the part that he's referring to. Or she. We don't know. 
whatever pronoun they, they use. whatever it is. Okay. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it's when we were referring to um, using derogatory terms that could be used like hate speech, mm. um, singing certain words, dropping N-bombs, saying the word faggot, oh. retard. And uh, you alluded to something along the lines of you don't get to decide who's affected by that word. Right. You, yeah. So like a, a white person, for example, doesn't get to decide. It's um, okay for them to use the N word whenever they want. Correct. I agree. I know what you meant by that. Right. Is because it's the black experience or a gay experience or like whatever your experience is. If there's a derogatory word used to hurt you, you get to decide if that's hurtful or not. Absolutely. Not the person that it doesn't affect more so. But everyone has the right to say whatever, whatever they, they want. I, I, JCLF three one nine two seven. Yes, or oh, something like that. I, I agree with you. People can say and do what they want to and choose to. Just like you're allowed to go and murder people if you want to, you probably shouldn't. Yeah. There might be some like me saying that it's not a good thing to do doesn't mean I'm taking away your freedom to behave however you want. But I appreciate you bringing up that point because I agree. Yeah. People should be free to say what they want to say, freedom of thought. but Freedom of their feelings. Freedom of feelings and thought is important for everyone. But Second also Amendment rights. Respect of no, First others. Amendment? First Amendment rights. If you think I know. It's the First Amendment. I don't know. Freedom of speech. Okay. But also is respecting people's realities, feelings, oppressed communities, minorities. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of sensitivities in the world that are not fully acknowledged or recognized that people don't know. And, you know, those of us who understand them have a golden opportunity, especially on platforms like this, to be able to speak to wonderful people like yourself to try and spread that lesson or message. So I appreciate you clearly connecting with that part of what we talked about, if it was that part. Uh, and I, I hope you didn't take any offense or anything I said. Just like I would hope you would not want to cause any to anyone else. And outside of that, happy life to you, Mr. Three Star or Mrs. or Ms. Yeah. Whatever you choose. Um, do you mind reading another one? <gasps> oh, can I read all of them? Okay. Here, let me have you read the next one. Is it, is it five stars? Perhaps. <gasps> it's this one right here. This one here. Okay. Ah, <gasps> oh, five stars from QWERTY4321793. Cry laugh. Oh, a nice little dick and a rainbow. <laughs> a little pride penis. We appreciate that. I love you and your pod so much. That's you, Lo. Just listen to you and Elliot Knight. That's me. Is. And we got deep. We laughed. We competed. Competed. We did. Uh, unlike us. Oh, I mean, come on. Not one second. We, because I felt like I was there. Haha. <laughs> okay. So happy for you in this podcast on the up and up. Little prayer hands, celebration, bye, hug. We love you, Quirty. That yeah, was nice. That's a sweet that's one. Nice little, that was like sniffing some coffee grinds after a little pungent perfume. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I say that. What's the next one? <laughs> I love it. And the spelling of that is Q. W E R T Y four three two one seven nine three. Oh, Quirty, gonna... like the keyboard. Smart. Oh, oh. yeah. Thank you so much for leaving that. Also, uh, to JCL, whatever that dude or yes. female was. Sure. We're reading all reviews is what we're getting at. Good and the bad. Ooh. But that and one still is hurt. The only one. <laughs> yeah. That one still hurt. <laughs> okay. This review is 
a wonderful five star, the ultimate influencer from Elisa Fall, A L Y S S E F O L. Oh my. Okay. I love when Elliot is on the podcast. The conversations are so interesting and hilarious. Elliot's words at the end were so kind and so true, Lo. Lo, it's directed to you. You need to listen. Keep killing it. I love listening every week and look forward to it. It's my fave. Elisa Fall, you're our fave too. Thanks, babe. Sweet. (laughs) So good. This is so so good. Uh, Okay, I'm going to read just one. (gasps) Okay, that's fair. It is your show. This review comes from Ashley174. I love the numbers. Uh, Me too. I wonder what they mean. Some kind of Da Vinci code. Yeah. She says, Lo, I cannot handle listening to you and Elliot. I've never laughed out loud so many times listening to a podcast. You and Elliot have the most fun, entertaining, amazing conversations. I swear your podcast never gets old, no matter who your guest is. But I have to say, if I'm in need of a laugh or a smile, I always look forward to any episode Elliot is on. (gasps) He always has wonderful things to say. Very insightful. And I am a definite Elliot Knight fan. Team L-O-E-L-L-O. Oh, it's our ship name. Yeah. Ashley. Wow. Lo. That's a sweet one. I feel like you cherry picked some beautiful Elliot Lovin reviews. And I just want to say <laughs> thank you to everyone who said something very nice about me. I love being here. And it means even more that other people enjoying it as well. Yeah. So thanks. And second, I love you. And thank you for doing that. Making oh me God. feel good about myself. As you should. You're, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I would love having you here as a guest. <sighs> Well, Elliot, no! the time has come. Why does it always end? When it's are you going to do the 24-hour live stream episode? Oh, my God. I'm ready. Can you imagine? <laughs> Play, yes. That'd be kind of cool to do. It's my Maybe for next stream. week, my little birthday episode. Um, are you going to live stream your whole birthday? Can you imagine? Yes. Just start it at... Colonic. Yeah, it starts off with a colonic. <laughs> it just ends with penetration. <laughs> All live. As it's all day up the ass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on that note, Elliot, um, I want you to take us out. How <gasps> are you going to? Can you do the little tagline? I would lo- love to. It'd be okay. my dream. All right. Here we go. So um, I hope you guys have a wonderful 4th of July barbecue. I hope you have um, a hot dog, a vegan dog. Yes. A nice dry hamburger. Ugh. Or one loaded up with lots of pickles. Whatever your heart desires. And wear the SPF. Because it's going to be very hot, most likely. And because it's hot, don't forget to drink your water, putas. Because I know you're thirsty. Iconic. (laughs) I love it. We love you. And we're out. Bye, guys. (laughs) We keep it moving. Yeah, we do.